We start in Titty City, where Justin Long Herbert was accepted into John's lineup. But the South Harmon Institute of Titties shit the bed for the third time this year. Burned C.D. Lamb was unplayable in Esto's lineup, and he can only trust Chris Ipodwin to play the mayor's music for the rest of the year. Matthew Stafford loans was racking up interest on Nate's bench, and after this performance from the Rams, he's unlikely to be forgiven in the near future. Deontay The Rock Johnson was fast and furious in Nate's flex, and he's provided plenty of pain and gain so far this season for Nathaniel. Nate, 129.5, John, 110. <laughs> Next, we head to the Beef Paradise, where Sammy went to the Michael Scott Evans School of Business. Loaf's quick and tumultuous rise from office temp to the top of the league has shades of Ryan Howard, but there's no fraud talks this year coming from the shareholders of the Bread Factory. Joe Rogan Mixon tried intermittent fasting in the second half of Thursday Night Football, and Loaf looked to DM TB12 to relax when it came to Sunday night. It may not be a sober October for Loaf, because when you're 4-0, it's the experience that matters. Loaf, 116.3. Z-Tech, 89.6. Oh, no. <laughs> we now head to the Greyhound, where the bus has finally left its station. Osh was busy putting rugs and wallers in his Mahomes, and lighting stuck his chub straight into the butt-cur of the Cornhub Attics. Ron Dale Earnhardt Jr. had a fast lap in lighting starting lineup, and has now been relegated to the pit crew on this bench. Osh will look to get back on track with Dalvin Tim Cook as the apple of his iPhone, or else he could be out of a Steve Jobs for this football team. Lighting found a little breathing room, but the air is running low as Chuba Steve Howard Hubbard's days are limited in this lineup. Lighting, 113.7, Osh. 85.6. Some spread. Tick, 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 What? Next, we head to the commissioner's office, where Jesse Tenney can be seen causing a scene, yelling, Yo, Sloan K, I got something to say. Tenney found his other half in Bebo Samuel, and Tyreek gave Will the haunting at Hill House, and left him with Kyle Pitts in his stomach. Tyler Lockett Pussy was a massive hole in Will's lineup, and he was unable to fill it as Robert Woods was benched with a case of blue balls. Jalen waddle 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 wobbin dropped so fast Will can't help but be sobbing. Jesse, 149.4. Will, 123. What? Last, we go to the meth capital of the world, where Ryan's suck-up was a spitter and not a quitter and Jacob had his dollar bills defense locked and loaded at the club. Randy Travis Kelsey dug Jacob into a hole deeper than the holler. In Hollywood, I could be brown, I could be blue, I could be violet sky, I could go off on Jacob's bench, he doesn't play me, I don't know why. Miles Askin might be the latest drop it like it's hot candidate for Sloan, but Chase Edmonton Oilers put enough pucks on net to get Sloan K to 3-1. and one. Sloan! 133.7. Jacob, 114.6. Hey! 
Let's go. Gonna have a good day. Hey, I love it. What's up, boys? I You're love not gonna it. have a good day today, then I don't know what is gonna happen, dude. <laughs> dude, it's been it's been four straight good day Sundays for the Deaf Boys. Dude, it's been nice. Not You've so been, uh, well with the Rams this week, but for the Deaf yeah. Boys, it's been nice. It's oh, been nice. That team, that team is a wagon. <sighs> Big wagon. But yeah. I this happened last year. I was like five and zero. Oh. And yeah, that's made the playoffs, so I I take it a week by week approach. But yeah, it's it's nice right now. Yeah, it's sitting pretty this nice. Team, this team feels even a little different than last year because last year it was like bench guys would go off and or like some guys would go off each week. But this year it's like no, everybody's going off. Everybody's like every, going off every single week. Every like your starters, your bench, everyone just puts up points. Yeah, and. I feel like every year my bench goes off more than my starters. And so it's just like, what the crap? And that still happens this year. um, But it's not as bad as in the past. Um, I will probably still have the dilemma of figuring out who to start at quarterback. But I knew that drafting Stafford. But I really wanted Stafford. I really did. Yeah, Stafford looks good. It's just a matter uh, of I knew we're – Trying to talk about a trade that might happen soon, but oh yeah, um, Russell Wilson or Matt Stafford is on the board, people. So hit me up if you need a quarterback. There it is. There it is. I was kind of, kind of. Uh, I love that. Yeah, put him out there. I mean, it might, you might as well rather than one wasting away on the bench every week, right? Yep. Yep. I mean, I mean that's. It, it's very possible that if Jalen Hurts strings a couple bad games together, he's been pretty good he, so far. Dude, but. he's been good. He's been good. He's a good yeah. fantasy player right now. Yeah, for sure. But uh, 4-0 start, obviously feeling good, right? Feel good so far. You've got a very big matchup this week with Loaf, also 4-0. Yeah. So the two and, powers and- in the league and – a rematch of last year's playoffs, so kind mm-hmm. of a revenge, a revenge game for the Deaf Boys. And he's—I feel like he's gotten my number the last couple matchups, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so I feel like I'm due. We'll see how Sunday and Monday play out, but his team's not bad. I feel like McCaffrey will hurt him, but he might be playing this week, so we'll see. Yeah. Um, but I would love to play him in, on his best. That's what the best do. I don't want him Absolutely. to have McCaffrey on the bench. I want him to play him at his best, so we'll see what happens. Absolutely. But he has a good team. Oh, yeah. Yeah, his team's definitely, I mean, definitely obviously better with, with McCaffrey in there. But, hey, he's he got it done last week without him. And, uh, yeah, I love that yeah. attitude. You want to play him at his, at his best. I don't know how he's a McKissick fan. I don't know how you ride with players who – randomly go off and then the next week has three points and then the following week has like 30 points i mean he started him in our playoff matchup last year when benson was born and that was the year again where my bench went off and i didn't start the right dudes and if i started the right dudes i would have won but on to the next year but but he has mckissick so yeah but you got (laughs) mckissick in the playoffs i did get and uh yeah loaf seems to always end up with mckissick it's a weird kind of like 
I, it's a it's a weird deal for him. Um, it's and, a fetish. It's, I I think he's got a McKissick fetish, dude. Yeah, it's super strange. But <laughs> hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. If you love him, you gotta take him. I guess. Yeah, but I'm. Yeah. It's it's bold for him to have Tom Brady. I know he's Tom, but I couldn't ride with him when he's forty five years old. It's but, wild. He just keeps. Dude, doing you it. never know. He's he's top five in quarterback points. So yep. Well, with all those weapons, you just, I mean, let them run. And unless I guess you're playing the Patriots, he kind of had an off game last week. But yeah, he's just been phenomenal. It's going to be a fun matchup for sure. But in the last podcast, I did kind of get quite offended when he said that I'm overperforming. So there it is. That was the shot. I'm like, "Mm, I'm overperforming. I'm scoring. 120 a game or so. So, yeah, but your team, it could be karma. Is... I could put up 80 and I'll get shot and dart next pod, but we'll see. I don't think hey, I'm we'll overperforming. See. I'm pretty little, consistent. Yeah, a little extra grease on that fire this week. Um, and then going the other way, right? You two are kind of at the top of the few, maybe stragglers, I'll call them, down at the bottom. So, of those guys, who would you just love to see take a bus trip at the end of the well, year? Well, we always say lighting. I mean, of course <laughs> he's there. Of course yep. he's there. I mean, I when he's on the podcast, I really want him talking about his thought process with those two <laughs> trades because he dropped Tyson Williams or whoever that is. Yeah, he's already gone. And who was – yeah, you got Michael Thomas out of that. I mean, you never know what's going to happen with him, but he is Michael Thomas. And then he, yep. the other one, traded George Kittle for two dudes. One dude is injured, and yeah, he's Elijah Mitchell. And then trade. Rondell yeah. Moore, who had one good game. So I really want to know his thought process there. But I know. I feel like he was just a week too early on trading those guys. Like, he, he kind of hit the panic button a little too soon. He was definitely panicked after the first yes. week or and two. I think because then, like, the very next week, Kittle goes off. Yep. And then, like, the Ravens' backfield has just been a mess. Like, it's honestly, been a mess. it was tough to give up Tyson Williams because I thought he was, like, the guy. Because yeah. after week one. And he, then like, he had off. a healthy scratch last week. So, yeah, it just makes you just wonder. A, a raw deal for him. Um, but. But another person is Sammy, of course. Um, We don't know if he did the cage draft or not. That's still up there. But, I mean, I would love to have him on the bus watch. Um, But another guy that we've kind of talked just a little bit about is Ingle. I would love Jacob. That would be, like, my pick. Because I think he's due to be last and due to have a bad year. Yeah. Um, The amount of talk – the amount of talk that comes from that guy oh my for gosh. him to be like six and six and a first round out in the playoffs. I mean, yeah, he's cer- he's certainly a candidate right now. I mean, lighting, hit him in lighting play this week. Over or what, six-ish years, six, seven years of doing this league. I mean, yeah, he talks smack, but he, he backs it up. <laughs> yeah, he teams. really does. Yeah, but this like, year, it's, it's different. I mean – Kareem Hunt and Sanders are kind of toss-ups. I mean, Kareem Hunt's doing well right now, but your yeah, flex his, at Marvin his, Jones is a little iffy right now. Yeah. So, I mean, he has a good team, so it's it's going to be interesting what happens. Yeah. Um, 
I think he's in the middle pack of uh, or no, he's on like the bottom tier of yeah. He's points one and three. Four. No yep. points. Four. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he he actually is second in points against, giving up the second most behind that's, Sammy. That's tough, and he um, could easily be zero and four with that point correction, stat correction against yeah. Sammy. Yeah, I would I would put zero and four for Jacob. I mean, imagine that that would have been <laughs> the tables have turned if that yeah. happened. <laughs> I feel Absolutely. bad for Sammy, though. I mean, but that's part yeah. of fantasy. He's, you got to live out. with uh, that year of – I had those years, giving up the most points and yep. just losing unfortunate games. But Yeah, it's hey. been a rotten deal for, for Tech so far. But it would be fun getting some new blood, getting like Jacob or, or Sammy in that in that bus watch. My, my pick is Jacob. But I love do – but then it's, of course, Trevor and Sammy in there. But I would love to see Jacob for sure. Love it. Love it. Um, so let's go to the draft. Cause obviously you're, you just had a phenomenal draft and the sleeper decision was new, right? The sleeper mm-hmm. deal. And I think it had good aspects and bad aspects, but is it safe to say that the sleeper app kind of set the tone for this early season run and the um, incredible draft you had? Can, can we at least give, the sleeper app some credit for the, um, for the a little bit draft. of credit um but i feel like i'm always in the minority in our group where i want some a certain way and everyone's like no let's do something else <laughs> like i wanted I the espn draft because that's what we always done and i'm like the right. sleeper app like this is stupid but i have to admit the draft board was pretty sweet if you did like find that. a way to do that I really liked it where it was like legit, like the league. If anybody's seen the league, they always do it every season. On yeah, Netflix I do like that too. Or the yeah. Hulu, oh, where yeah, they, yeah, the they have the draft board. Yeah. So yeah, that was yeah. really cool. That's like the big thing I liked seeing everybody yeah. who, who they have. Instead of like on ESPN, you have to click through everybody's name and it's just a little window of what they, yep. who they have. Yep. But I mean, I just took it as like another draft. Um, guys fell to my lap. And uh, I think a big reason is keepers. Keepers are huge and important. If you, yeah, you, if you choose well a nice keepers. keeper, yep. then like that helps stage on who you draft because I mean, my keeper was Antonio Gibson. Granted, he's not like CMC right now, which is a bummer, but we'll see how the But you were, that was like 11th round or something like that. Like but that, that was, was 11th yeah. round. So I have, and then I have Derrick Henry. So then I have Derek and Gibson. And so that kind of, yeah. when you have keepers, it stages your draft of who you want. Yeah. Um, but for me, like I never choose quarterbacks early and I didn't get like flustered when like Kyler was taken and John, it was more of, okay, can I get Russell Wilson now? Or can I get him my next pick? And I felt like I needed a quarterback this year more than ever. And then yeah. Matt Stafford was just more of for those who didn't have a quarterback. So kind of more for Me. you, but yeah. you obviously I, picked a lie. nice quarterback. I'm not going to lie. Stafford was definitely a dude I was targeting. And when you swooped him, I panicked a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I, did li- I, mean, I liked Hertz, but not, not I as mean, much as Stafford. Would have much rather had Stafford and just like the safety of him. Yeah. Because Hertz yep. could have been like, played two games and been like 
just yeah. awful. You and know? he could have been like last year, but he's he's been nice. They so roll far. of the dice. Yeah, for sure. And then but like yeah, obviously I mean, tight ends even, too for me have been yeah always been but bad because I choose them you... late because I hate choosing tight ends. Like Travis Kelsey, number one overall pick for me, I couldn't do it. I couldn't right. do Kittle. I can't do Mark Andrews at like one, two, three, or four rounds. I can't do tight ends, so I always choose them late. So yeah, and once kind of just rolling the dice with tight ends. Once, yeah, once those big names go, it's almost like you have to wait because it's like I'm not going to reach for a tight end. I'm not going to reach for a tight end. Reach for yeah. a quarterback, kind of. Yeah, and so, so for me, it's just knowing who's going to do well versus I don't know you about you. Up the Deontay Johnson's and yeah. yeah. It's yeah, it's been nice, and right. yeah, the sleeper app. Like after you're done with it, was kind of weird. Like who's gonna win? But um, I didn't think of the approach as different than any other draft. Just my biggest thing. I think everyone would agree that keepers are huge. So yeah, having they, the right keeper will help stage your draft. Big time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, kudos to you. It was just, it was a phenomenal draft. You were, you were just feeling it. And, I was uh, feeling it. 4-0 start. Huge matchup this week, so good luck. It's going to be and fun. It's going to be fun. And uh, appreciate you coming on the pod. Of course. Thanks for having me on. And huge shout-out for Jesse working like a 30,000-hour oh, shift, my dude. I mean, props 100%. for you. Thanks for your service. So I wanted 100%. a little shout-out for him on, on this podcast. Dude is absolutely grinding. He's the Gruden grinder of the year in uh, the Wesleyan wash-ups. <laughs> I mean, and, yes, and keeping that record at two and two, just, I mean, throwing while working the whole deal. Yeah. yeah. He's, he, he's our, he's our hero of the week. And uh, he, in our high school league, he drafted while working at times. Oh, wow. So that was, and in that nice. league, he's three and one. So nice. clearly he's doing something right while working. So maybe he should Good. draft while working instead of being, Present with everybody like, else yeah hey maybe that's a strategy going forward <laughs> maybe um, all right go Kyle. rams everybody big matchup yeah. tomorrow they, they look good i mean the cardinals game was obviously tragic but they're gonna be hey, a tough out kyler looks like russell last year where he was the mvp the first half of the season so we'll see yeah. what happens we'll see if he drops off a little bit we'll see but we're excited this week that boys are ready. You bet. You bet. Ready right, to my dude. pounce. Thank you. All right. Peace out. Bye, friend. Mateo San Karloff. How's it going? Good. How are you? Oh, doing the best. Oh, buddy. You welcome back on the pod, by the way. Hey, I'm I'm glad to be back. You are part of a trio of of guests this week. You know, one week wasn't enough for Loaf. He had to be had to come back for another week. Yeah, absolutely, and and we wouldn't have it any other way. Absolutely, and I understand. I understand you're going to put some folks on the hot seat today. Yes, I understand you're going to put some folks on the cool throne today. That's right. That's right. Well, see, here's the thing. So, well, maybe we should explain to our listeners what the hot seat cool throne is. So. I know a lot of our listeners may or may not listen to part of my take by Barstool Sports. Hot Seat Cool Throne is a staple of their weekly podcast, one of my favorite segments. So, so this like is Lowe's version of Hot Seat Cool Throne. Absolutely. I love it. 
I love it. Um, do we do we want to start with the hot seat? Absolutely, or... we start with hot seat. Hell yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I feel like I should one. We should obviously talk about the fantasy league, but also just our lives in general. So <laughs> here we go. Um, hot seat. The Centennial Meat House got to be on the hot seat. Oh, buddy, that seat is hot. That seat, oh seat, man, seat is burning hot. It is um, steamy. There was at, an outbreak the of E. coli. There was an outbreak oh. of E. coli at the meat house. You got to throw away all the meat, start it all over. No one can touch it. Sanitize, <laughs> burn it, get rid of it. Start it's all over. contaminated goods, and you just got to start over. You just got to start over. The, the and. Oof. As Sammy used to always say, less now. Well, I guess he did say it for keepers, maybe. Clean slate. Yeah. He always says clean slate. Yeah, like, clean here's slate. your chance, bud. You're 0-4. <laughs> That's <was> the chance. <laughs> yeah, Sammy is burning hot. Burning so, hot. I would not want to be in his chair. That's a good place to start. Yeah. Okay. Hot seat number two. Premarital sex. <laughs> premarital sex is on the hot seat. Let me explain. Let okay. Me explain. Yeah. Uh, Jacob Ingle getting married this Friday. Ooh. Big congrats to my guy, Jacob Ingle. Yes, absolutely. We're within a year of John getting married. Yep. And Trevor Lighting essentially wifed up. Yeah, he's on deck. Or he's, I guess, in the hole, maybe. He's wow. in the hole. Premarital sex. He's man, hopefully not quite <laughs> literally in the hole. But, uh. but i digress all right let's go to go to the cool throne keep it a quick segment here cool throne's gotta be well the coolest throne in our league is the deaf boys yeah oh boy oh man we we spoke with him earlier yeah and uh let's just say things are looking up in the deaf boys corner and uh there's some confidence building there in that uh on that on that football team yeah um well he should be confident considering he's playing me and i'm probably going to be starting zach moss as my rb2 this week so the tough look tough look mixing mixing questionable christian mccaffrey out oh yeah mixing yeah but hey you never know you never know you know, Nate Nate has a tendency of starting the wrong guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I declined to comment. Yeah, but <laughs> but yes, uh, I would I would agree that is quite easily the number one cool throne. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Lily doesn't like it. Does not yeah. like the deaf boys. Does not like it. Trained her well. <laughs> All right, moving on. Probably the coolest throw in our group, um, Jesse Tenney, uh, LPD. Oh, wow. Thank you for your service. Dude, absolutely grinding this week and last. Just a big old grooting. Mostly just week. every day. Yeah, he is okay. He is the existential, I think that's the word, Gruden grinder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So oh, really, that's yeah. That's that's also a phenomenal cool throne. I mean, the dude has just been putting in absolute stacks at LPD. Absolutely. So I, I you know, I like. Let's give a shout out to also John and Trevor for paying Jesse, for paying for his services. 
Um, I guess all of us at one time may or may not have contributed um, to paying the LPD. Um, yeah. So um, I guess we're all on the cool throne in that regard. There it is. <laughs> I mean, in a backwards way, everyone is on the cool throne because, hey, Jesse walked so we could run. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I, I'll, I'll accept that. Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, I'll leave it at that. So uh, thank you for your service, Jesse Tenney, here on the cool throne. Hell yeah. Hey, that was that was good. <laughs> I like it. We might we might make this a bi-weekly thing. Absolutely. I'll have a break. I would love to work in these uh, these types of segments so it's less of me just blabbering about stuff and more of like other people. So hey, we, we might start working things like this in. I love it. All right. Well I can't wait to listen to the rest of this. Absolutely. Yep. The trio. Thank you for coming on and uh Good luck against the Deaf Boys this week. I'm going to need it. You bet. All right. See you, buddy. Well. What's up, Sloan? How are we? We're great, man. How are you doing? Good. Good. It's good to be back. Welcome back. Thank you. Yes, a little quicker probably than you expected. Yeah, uh, definitely feel a little bad that I'm jumped the line here, but yeah, super pumped to be back on and talk a little history. Yep, absolutely. Uh, thank you for your service, by the way. We probably, one of the most incredible spreadsheets that I've ever laid eyes on. <laughs> thank so, you. Uh, I don't know how you pulled that, all that data, the history, and how long it took, but I mean, the spreadsheet is just a thing of beauty, and I'm excited for the league to see it. Yeah, man, I am too. Um, first of all, I feel like I got to thank Matt because he definitely inspired me. He called <laughs> he called it for sure. Like I mentioned, I think in the group, um, I responded to the text or responded to the podcast before I even finished and got to hear his message directly from me at the end. But he was so right on. I was, I was, <laughs> loving, I was loving the pod last week and it clearly inspired me. And yeah, excited about um, the spreadsheet I put together. Um, it really wasn't that difficult espn allowed me just to basically copy and paste all the oh, nice. from yeah from the I'm past sure, and, yeah i was gonna say i'm sure matt's analysis wasn't quite as uh as efficient as yours was i think he just went back and looked like season by season and you probably just like downloaded it from espn and then created it, all these tables and pivots and whatever you did in excel and a little, so, ma- a little Excel magic. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know how Matt did it, but honestly, I loved it last week. So props to him for sure. And yeah, looking <laughs> forward to digging into a little bit more of what I found. Yeah. So let's hear the, let's hear the big hitters. Let's hear the uh, kind of the biggest takeaways. Yeah, for sure. So um, yeah, I plan on obviously when everyone gets this podcast, I'll have sent out um I guess maybe just to give a little bit of a background, the spreadsheet, or I guess it'll probably be a PDF version that will just kind of show everyone's historical matchups since I think dating back to 2016. You can see your head-to-head matchup records against everyone, your win streaks, your points for, your points against. Um, And then there'll be a summary tab that just kind of, yeah, obviously summarizes some of the bigger takeaways. Um, I think, I don't know if I would say I was disappointed, but I don't know if the law of large numbers, just a data thing, but to be honest, like for the most part, um, things were pretty even. You've gone over the historical records in the past 
And, you know, there's some people that have done really well. Jesse's kind of the one who's significantly yeah. lower than 500. But for the most part, people are kind of hovering, you know, around 500, give or take five or so games. And that kind of tends to be the case um, when you look at head-to-head matchups. Um, but I think if we want to go ahead and start to look at um, those areas where there are some slight deviations, I think first, before we get into that, I have to make an apology um, to Trevor Light. Oh, yeah. Uh, I noticed that. Yeah, You're... I, I, I called this out in the summary, so he'll be able to see yep. it there, too. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I think we were a little fraudulent two weeks ago. <laughs> and so, Trevor, I apologize. Our historical matchups were not what I thought they were <laughs> when we discussed this a couple weeks ago. But yeah, pretty easy. You, yeah, so if you look at the last eight matchups, we've actually gone every other. So no one's won two consecutive matchups. We're four and four, and that includes, I think, two matchups in the playoffs. So definitely not Trevor's fantasy daddy. However, <laughs> with that being said, I think this is a good segue to discuss the real fantasy football daddies that the daddies are, yeah yep the real daddies so who's calling I, who daddy it is wild that there were there are like for the most part it's just you know you're like four and four or three and five against most people or just like right around 500 and then there's just these wild deviations that like and really i mean you look at the five i think you have like five or so daddies right mm-hmm. Honestly, and clearly, yeah, me being the just the absolute owner of Jesse Tenney. <laughs> and yeah. how, like, my record is right around the 500 in total, but, like, it just, every time I come up against Tenney, it's just a bloodbath. Oh, it's it's unbelievable. So, yeah, you're 10-1 and one against Jesse, so I've labeled you as number one fantasy football daddy <laughs> over Jesse Tenney. So 10-1. and one, and not to, obviously when you've only won once, there's or only lost once, there's a good chance you haven't lost recently. But you've won eight in a row. <laughs> so just insane. So hopefully Jesse's obviously got a better squad this year. Maybe he'll have a <laughs> chance of evening it up a little bit here. I think um, I already beat him once it. this year. I've had the the opportunity to play him twice every year, so that's why there's a, there's been eleven matchups. But yep, yep. So still just. Unbelievable there. So number two, and I think everyone's aware of this, so I'll try to, and I know we're already, I think, about five minutes in, and maybe we can just go over a few of these and I'll send the rest out because I know you have other interviews to do, so I don't want to take up too much of your time. But uh, number two, I've got Osh over Esto, seven and two. But the crazy thing about this one is it's not blowout matchups. As everyone already knows, Esto's (laughs) lost some heartbreakers. And so yep. he just seems to find a way to choke. I think he averages losing to Aaron by less than one point per matchup over the history of, of their matchups. But he just somehow always loses close games to John or to Aaron. So I thought that was pretty wild. That is wild. Um, another one, Aaron. Um, Aaron just has a really good record in general. So he's nine and three against Sammy. Nothing crazy there, but just a good record, obviously. And then we all know Jesse's record is subpar. Um, not only are you 10 and one against him, but Esto and Loaf are both six and one and eight and two respectively. So Jesse, honestly, other than you three is fine. If you look at the averages, uh, maybe a little below 500 actually up one, I think over Trevor. Um, but 
But yeah, against those three, he just can't find a way to win apparently. So I think I was in that class until he beat me this week and I haven't played him as much. So he kind of, I yeah, think, one win kind of sways it a little yeah. more than when, when you have 11 games against each other and it can just go haywire. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, so I, yeah mean, I thought that was kind of interesting to look at that. I guess moving on, I maybe I should have started here um, because not only is it his wedding week, but this matchup is actually relevant because Jacob and Trevor are playing each other this week. Yes. Um, so first of all, super excited for you, Jacob. Can't wait to celebrate with you. But I don't think you're gonna like this stat. So <laughs> not only not only did Trevor steal Tom Brady several years ago, and we all know that that created some big beef that continues today. Yeah. But surprisingly, I would not have expected this based on Trevor's you know recent. Um, slump, but he's actually four and one against Jacob in their last five matchups. Wow. So that, that was really interesting. And obviously this is a huge matchup this weekend. If Trevor can somehow find a way to win this one. And although I apologize at the beginning of this pod, I apologize for nothing when I, about what I said about his squad. I still no. think he's riding the bus. Nothing has changed there, but if he can win, it really shifts the whole I don't know. Dynamic, yeah. Dynamic of the league. Yeah, Jacob goes to the bottom with Sammy. Um, and Trevor is honestly looking pretty good. So it's a yeah. really big matchup. I, I have a feeling Jacob um, has other things that he's slightly more concerned about this week. But, <laughs> but you never know. <laughs> hey, it's a big rivalry game. And to Trevor's credit, I mean, Jacob has talked all the talk, I think, between the two of them the last few years. And Trev's just gotten it done on the field, if you will. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, that that would be interesting because I looked at Sammy's kind of like next few, and it doesn't get easy easier for him. I think like, I if Trevor can have, yeah, yeah, I think you play him, and then like, you know, there's a, I think he might have like Nate and me, and like he, it does not get easier for him. So if Trev can just have like a little breathing room and have two wins and I mean, Hey, we'll see. Hey, but it man. could get, it could get real interesting. It could get really interesting. Yeah. We'll see, yeah. We'll see how it goes for sure. Yep. Yep. So, wow. That's incredible. And yeah, the, the John and Osh stat I thought was wild because I think last year Osh beat him by a combined like four points. If that, oh, yeah. And so, but Osh just owns him. John just chokes every time they play. Yep. Yep. I, John, but, I mean, John is actually super interesting just in general. I don't know if you saw this in there or not, but he, uh, most people, like I said, are pretty much around 500. Yeah, actually, he has a lot of deviations. Everyone, right? Even with Jacob being one and four against Trevor, I think he's like 500 against them historically. And I think everyone this weekend who's playing is like within one game or or exactly 500 against each other. But John has like super volatile matchups. So I'm yes. trying to get the stat now, but he is, um, he's got like I think six four, and 15 four. against there's two. Let me find it. He is combined. Yeah. Six and 15 against, um, Osh and Nate. So he kind of just gets dominated <laughs> by those two teams, especially Osh as we already, as we already discussed. But then he's yep. 21 and six against Jacob, Jesse, Matt, and me. So he just. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't even know how to explain it. <laughs> Statistically, it doesn't really make sense. That is crazy. Um, but yeah, oh, so that was pretty wild. So, no, not at all. So I think even in the in the spreadsheet, you'll see like I kind of highlighted some matchups where you've done pretty well or pretty poorly. Um, historically, and for the most part, there's only like a couple highlighted on each person's um, little table. But I think John is pretty much all green and red. So it's yeah. interesting for sure. Yeah, his was fun to look at the the colors. Um, yeah, I mean it's a it's just a phenomenal spreadsheet. There's way more to get into, but uh, I mean we we absolutely appreciate your service because it was it, it's a, it's a bulky spreadsheet and it uh, is bulky. Yeah, I think I think getting on was probably hopefully helpful just to kind of walk through it initially and then. Yeah, Maybe it's a give beautiful. you a few highlights, but yeah, we're already 11 minutes in. And I think I have like six or seven more takeaways yeah, and highlights. To the, yeah, in addition to the rest of the tables for everyone to look at. So maybe we can just, yeah, leave it here and let everyone take it in and I guess respond in the group or, or whatever. And we can, you can continue to revisit it whenever you want. Absolutely. I, yeah, dis- distribute that puppy and then, uh, and yeah, and we'll see what the league comes up with. But another little interesting nugget is that you beat me by an average of like 20 points every time. So that's one of the one of the bigger. I mean, you just dominate me when you beat me. Yeah, yeah. And I don't and I don't even remember. I know I also got into just like some of the higher scoring matchups and the bigger blowouts. And um, <laughs> so that's in here, too. And I, but I don't yeah. even honestly know. I don't feel like I made it. So I must just score quite a few of points against you but i i put that in there i actually expanded it since i sent it to you so i think everyone will kind of be able to see um obviously yeah who they score the most points against so that's kind of interesting for sure kind of a fun takeaway oh yeah it's fun yeah no it's it, you can you can really dive into it so it could it's a beaut so thanks pal and yep. uh hopefully i mean you'll be on again if you if you can find ways to to not play the highest scorer like you did last week. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I feel like everyone's heard enough from me um in the past 3 weeks, so yeah, I'll probably try to give it a break here, but <laughs> but yeah, I'd be happy to come on later. Um yeah, hope everyone enjoys it. I obviously got super nerdy. I don't know if anyone will enjoy it as much as I did, but it was definitely oh, fun and I definitely Yeah, looking stuff. forward to just hearing the rest of the pod, man. Cool. Sounds good. Thanks, William. Yep, you bet. We'll talk to you later. See ya. Bye.